Welcome to the Allegrativity Powercast with Allegra Sinclair. Get ready to punch fear in the throat, show up, and tell your story. Allegra Sinclair is here to help you become the powerful woman you are meant to be. It's finally time to get unstuck and reveal how fabulous you are. And it's time for your host, Allegra Sinclair. Hey, this is Allegra. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. We're changing things up a little bit this week in that this episode was actually recorded using Blab. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that video social media site, but I hope you'll get familiar with it because I'm going to be hanging out over there a lot in the future. In fact, I have a special podcast listener event coming up in early January that I'll tell you about. However, this episode is a level up session that I did with the awesome coach Jenny, the audacity coach. I hope you will enjoy this blab and look forward to sharing different types of content with you in the very near future. Here, in all its glorious deliciousness, is my Level Up session with Coach Jenny. Hello, everybody. Coach Jenny, the Audacity Coach, back for another uh, interview of the Level Up with Coach Jenny series. Um, again, the reason I'm doing this, if you don't know, is I help clients level up in their business in some capacity. And every time I'm having a conversation about leveling up and what that looks like to you, it feels like you're the first person to ever go through this. And I know that's not true because I'm surrounded by people who are constantly leveling up in their businesses. And so I wanted to very selfishly pick the brains of the coolest people I know. And Allegra Sinclair is definitely among these humans. I'm so excited that you're a part of this. So what we're going to do is have a on the record conversation where we're going to pick Allegra's brain. You're going to get to know her a little bit. And I would love for you to add your questions in the chat. Stacy is also monitoring the chat for me. Thank you, Stacy Spensley. And um, we're going to dive in. But before we do, I don't think everybody knows you yet, Allegra. So I want to make sure you tell everybody who you are, um, where you are, and what you're all about. Well, I was born a poor black child in... <laughs> I adore you. I walked right into that one. You so did. Um, but so, so there's also a bunch of people who are like, wait, what? Because they don't get the reference because I'm old now, but I'm comfortable with my age. So yes, my name is Allegra Sinclair and I am uh, a transformation coach. So I spent many, many years in corporate working on corporate communications because I think there was always going to be that coach trainer in me, though I fought it very yes. hard come from a family of teachers. And I was like, is there anything less sexy than teaching? I don't know what it could be. So I fought that for a while. And then um, one day I decided that I had, I needed to reserve that energy for other fights. So I just let go and stepped on into helping other people see the fabulous within themselves. So I do that from sunny Durham, North Carolina on a one-on-one and group basis. And um, my first heart and how I met the sassy Coach Jenny is my podcast where I am like this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Allegrativity. That's right. It's so good. Um, You guys have to go back and check out that replay. I will have to dig up that that link. I have the the URL, but you know, I don't know where to put it or how. Oh, you put it in the chat. So over on the left-hand side where it says send a message, drop it there. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited about that. And, uh, Stacy says she's a teacher's kid. I'm a teacher's wife, which is a whole nother level of this. Yes, so I get yes, it. Yes. I totally get it. Well, so my very first question to you is how do you personally know when it's time for you to level up in your business, when it's time for you to make some sort of leap or some sort of change, some sort of shift 
mm-hmm. that is saying, nope, I'm ready for the bigger leagues. So this is going to sound counterintuitive. <laughs> so what else is new? But <laughs> I, I know it's time when everything is easy and I could be doing it on autopilot. So um, mm-hmm. I know that lots of people fear all sorts of different things in their business. What I fear most is boredom because mm. when I'm bored, I'm not challenging myself. And if I'm not challenged in other areas, then what I'm giving my clients isn't what they deserve, right? So in order for me to stay sharp, I have to always be thinking and working on me so that then that translates into giving more. So I know it's time to level up when I'm bored or when I'm in pain. And boredom pains me, (laughs) but I I can't have one without the other. So very specific examples for me. If I'm looking at the month ahead, though I do plan further out, but if I'm looking at the month ahead and I'm thinking, oh, yep, 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 got all that. That's an issue because I should be more engaged with my own stuff, right? So if I'm feeling like I'm on autopilot, that's a clue for me that it's time to do something to level up. Yeah, I agree. I talk about in my coaching practice that audacious people are extremely uncomfortable being comfortable. Like as soon as we're cozy, we're like, I'm crawling out of my skin. What am I supposed to do with this? I, I'm way too cozy. And I love how you, you bring up that you're afraid your fear is being bored. Um, that's really strong language who here in the, in the cheap seats over there agrees that, you know, being bored is, is terrifying, especially being bored in your business. Give me a yes. A me paralyzing. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Is her name Alma? That's my mom's that's name. Alma. Oh yeah, there you go. You guys have a lot in common. Yes. Uh, she, she mentioned earlier she loves that your name means happy in Spanish. Oh yeah. Um, Carol, yes. Stacy, the worst. Totally. It's mm-hmm. um, it's painful to be in that place. It, however, it's so easy to get stuck there. So mm-hmm. what the hell do you do about it? You realize, okay, I'm looking at the month ahead. Uh, I can do this with my eyes closed. <laughs> this is less than fabulous. What's the next thought process? How do you decide to do whatever you need to do? So I think there are a couple of things. And I said, I'm afraid of being bored because the overarching fear is not being what I know I can be. And that sounds weird. And I sound like, um, I'm trying to think of someone like, I sound like so Michelle Obama-ish, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> like she did that speech recently. And I guess one of the young ladies in the audience said to her something along the lines of, well, what if you do if that guy doesn't like you? And Michelle Obama like lost her mind a little bit in the most fabulous way. It was like, do you know how many more things you should be thinking about right now? Other than that child over there who says he doesn't like you, <laughs> right? So she said she feels like this overwhelming pressure to be all of this other stuff, right? Because she's the first lady. Well, I'm not the first lady, but I do feel like um, my time is finite and there's something special and specific that I'm supposed to bring. And I feel a sense of urgency, kind of a gentle pressure, not like a stress. So I'm freaking out about it. But I feel an urgent call to be more of who I'm supposed to be versus who the world expects. So if I'm sitting there in that moment and I think, okay, what I'm about to put out is boring and not allegrified. Yes, I make up words because I can. If I look at something and I think it's not allegrified, I'm not afraid to throw it out and start over, right? So I talk about fear a lot, punching fear in the throat, doing something daily that gives you pause because I think exercising your courage muscle is empowering to me. So I don't have a problem talking about fear. 
Because mm-hmm. as I said it a moment ago, as long as it doesn't paralyze me, that's fine, right? Because for me, it's like fuel for the fire. Okay. So, Can we talk about that though? Sure. Because fear du- is a fine line. There's a fear between this is absolutely fuel to get mm-hmm. me moving, right? This, mm-hmm. this has motivated me and inspired me into some hardcore massive action. And this fear is just a little too big. This has got me, I, I, I would like to eat some Hagen dazs and watch reruns <laughs> of the Golden Girls or something. I have no oh, idea why I went my there. My comfort TV is Will and Grace, but I know there what you mean. There you go. So we're going to watch a bunch of Will and Grace because I feel like Grace right now. I'm totally frozen. I don't know what to do. How on earth do you help yourself as well as your clients bridge over to the other side of that fear? So in that particular instance, when it's me, it's a little bit different, right? So that's an excellent point. Like, how would I help someone else? Because I do have um, a pretty high tolerance for fear, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm an IBM child. We moved every 18 to 24 months. So for me... Being in new places as an introvert isn't scary anymore because I did it for so long, right? So my fear muscle's pretty in tune. My other muscles, not so much, but my fear muscle is in excellent shape. But if I was talking to a client about some place where they were feeling like grace and maybe feeling a little stuck, what I have found in all of my years on the planet is fear is a signal of something else. So if you're paralyzed in fear, I really do want to poke that bear. Why? Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Okay. Mm -hmm. And if that happens, then what? Okay. And then if that happens, then what? Right. So I really do like peel the onion on the fear because once you actually expose fear to light, it's powerless, right? That's when it turns into fuel because whatever you're worried about or thinking about or obsessing over, it may never happen. If it does happen, if you're planned, if you have planned for it, it's not such a big deal or three, you know you can handle it because you've handled other stuff that was similar, right? Right. You've got all that evidence that you can can have this. Exactly. So fear loves to live in the shadows, right? Where it's like whispers and doubt and, you know, no actual data, you know, no real proof that you should legitimately be worried about it. It just kind of sits off it, you know, like the um, sisters in the park. It like sits over there, like whispering behind a fan, right? But if you actually engage it in conversation, then it has to be silent. And I'm all about making it shut up. (laughs) I like that. I'm all about making it shut up. Well, and, and you know, it can't talk. My cousin taught me that. If you punch them anywhere else, they could keep talking. But if you punch them in the throat, they have to stop. <laughs> Allegra, I love that your coaching style is as violent as mine is. That's a beautiful thing. Because that's like the only violent thing. Well, it's not the only violent thing. I actually said to one of my clients the other day something about punching someone in the throat. And I didn't even realize I said it. And then he's like, okay, note to self, never make Allegra mad. And I was like, wait, what did I say? <laughs> And Stacey in the chat that. is saying, next blab, throat punching Hilda. Because, you know, Hilda's the name I give to the voice in the back of your head. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Punch her in the throat. So she'll stop talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you know, so one of the things that you said in there it, in your description of fear is this idea of when it shows up. But here's the deal. It doesn't show up if this doesn't matter to you. So for me, fear is like this signal that your body throws down that whatever you're afraid of is something that matters, right? This matters. Mm -hmm. You don't get scared when it doesn't freaking matter. It's like, oh, should I go here for dinner? You know, unless it's Mm -hmm. Chipotle. Everybody's a little scared of that right now. But why? yeah, there's some sort of health scare happening. at See, I don't eat out, so I didn't even know about that. There you go. But beyond that, beyond those kinds of health scares, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
you're not really afraid of decisions or opportunities that if you don't feel fear, maybe it doesn't really matter to your point earlier, you know, I'm looking at all these opportunities and all these things that got lined up for next month. Nothing is scaring the crap out of me. Or as I say, nothing's lighting my panties on fire. So why am I going? So it's interesting because I said on Facebook earlier today, um, I challenge everyone to do something every day that gives them pause. And my thing today is I'm going to go do blab. And a bunch of people who know me sent me notes and they're like, you're afraid of doing blab? And I was like, okay, pump the brakes. <laughs> you know, I'm not afraid of a technology. But my point was, it is something new. And different. Mm-hmm. But the, the point of that was because I cared because I wanted to show up holy and I wanted to be what I'm supposed to be. And I wanted to show up strong for you because you kick booty, right? that I was afraid of blab. I just took very seriously the opportunity to like share with you. Right. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's that thing again about fear being fuel. So I'm not afraid of fear. That's the thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you approach it in a violent way, like, you know, it's capable of being punched, (laughs) right. You're way less afraid of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I used to be afraid of bugs and then I worked at a place. Now I was a communicator, but I worked in a place that made products that killed bugs. So part of my training was I had to go to Florida in the summer and like put on the Tyvek suit and everything and like learn how to kill bugs. What kind of bug is it that you think scares me right now? <laughs> I haven't seen that bug yet. So I'm like, please don't make me go get my Tyvek suit. <laughs> so. I think you're right. It's a signal that you care about something and that's information because maybe you need to know that. Well, and Chris is in the chat saying, uh, girl, you had me at Florida in the summer. Chris and I grew up in Gainesville, Florida, home of the bug. I mean, in the swamp and the lizard and the lizard and the Mm -hmm. alligators. Our bugs are real. Our bugs are small Mm -hmm. birds. (laughs) <laughs> they're small birds. The roaches fly. I'm just. Oh my gosh. I'm about to say that. The first time I went to Jamaica and this thing went whizzing by and I was like, okay, I would have thought that was a roach, but it was like 10 times bigger and flying. <laughs> my dad was exactly. like, exactly. I, I raised these children who don't even know how to go to the island. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. We didn't have that in Princeton, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, Florida, the scariest part was the armadillo. Like that is the freakiest animal anyway. But anyway, I digress. For <laughs> both of us. I only said that to say it's people have this like huge thing of fear. Oh, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of this. And I'm like, okay, fear is okay. It's like, we don't want to talk about it. Like um, back in the early days of TV, um, remember Rhoda? Yes. I used to watch TV land a lot. And like her mother would say horrible things, but she'd whisper them. Like, oh, she's ill. Cancer. I'm like, you know, she's, why are we whispering about that? Right. So I think people kind of give fear that kind of, you know, elevation in their mind. Like they just don't even want to speak the word. I'm like, oh, you can speak the word because you're ready for it. So, so is there power as an entrepreneur in leveling up? You, you talk about making sure you do something that's got you a little shaken, right? That's got you a little uncomfortable every day. How on earth do you select what that is? So here's the magic for me recently. And I can't remember when we last spoke, but a lot of things have changed specifically around business. So one of the things that I will say is I believe in everyone. There are fantastic ideas that sound good and work for you. So that could be a business. It could be an aspect of your business. It could be a product. It could be any sort, any number of things. And our work 
hush the other voices so we can hear that and bring that to life. So we can birth that. <laughs> Never been pregnant. I hear it hurts. So I'm just saying, right? So whatever that thing is, that's our work to bring that out. Now, mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, that brings a whole other level because in corporate, in my experience, it didn't matter whether I had a boss who was the president of an organization or I had a boss who was an associate manager. It doesn't matter. In a corporation, you're told what to do. So mm-hmm. the rewards, if it comes off well, you may not participate in Um the not the punishment, but the um, downside, if it doesn't go as well as expected, again, you may not materially participate in that. But when you're talking about building your own thing, it's a whole new level, new devil, right? Because yeah. the decisions you're making, who you're hiring, what work you're doing, when you're going to do it, if you're in a, um, a regular nine to five gig and you're going to leave that when, how, who do you tell? I mean, there's a whole other level of ownership of that that comes with I mean each new decision comes with something different so I think though I will say this what I have found is as an entrepreneur because now I don't work the place you thought I worked full-time yeah I left there I left the plantation but here's what I'll say about having been emancipated in August of this year it was such a leveling up moment I didn't have that vocabulary at that time but mm-hmm. I think the key for me was just getting good and done with being where I was. Now, when we talked and you were feeling, oh, that's the camp was May, right? And you're May. talking about camp, which was coming up and um, kind of the structure for it. And you didn't have a prescription for what was going to happen there. You were showing up being right. you, putting together this framework and you were like, hey, let's see what happens, right? So- exactly. That's the, the whole idea. It's an unconference. So whatever happens is what's supposed to happen based on whoever shows up. But think mm-hmm. about the genesis of that. You're confident enough in your spot that you know if you create the environment and put the right people in that environment, the magic's going to happen. Right. And that is my focus as an entrepreneur, making the magic happen. Or if I'm not making them, enable magic to happen at a very basic level, not preventing it from happening. Because preventing, exactly. managing, deciding what magic looks like, all those things diminish what can show up. So what I'm doing now, like transformation coach, and I have two um, clients who aren't coaching clients who I'm working with, where I'm applying the skills that I have developed <laughs> over my whole life. You know, I was born a poor black child. But um, <laughs> so using those skills, I would never even have dared to write that down on a piece of paper a year ago. Mm-hmm. Because it was such a big leveling up, right? And I didn't know when I finally said, okay, I have to do some things different here to grow my business. And I just got tired of having that conversation with myself, right? I just got good and done, right? As they say in the South, good and done, done, done. Um, I had no idea how high the level up would be, right? So then there came that moment where, and I admit I have a higher um, tolerance for risk when I was just like, well, it can't be worse than this. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of what I said to others, but in my head, I knew I had such belief that it was going to be better. I just didn't know how much better. Right. So Mm -hmm. my task was to put the framework together and to get out of the way and then work hard so that things could level up and I could be participating in that. 
Yeah. I love how you talk about participation, right? That you participate in fear, you participate Mm -hmm. in leveling up, you participate in all of these things. And that word is really powerful to me because participation is something you choose to Mm -hmm. do. It's an optional thing. You know, I had a conversation recently about um, somebody who's pissed that she has to buy Christmas presents. I'm like, you're choosing to participate. (laughs) Exactly. Let's be very real. That is an optional experience. Even if your belief system is very Christian, I'm pretty sure the gift giving part, Jesus doesn't care. <laughs> this is what I'm um, right. Like I'm just, right. I, I'm right. and I'm not Christian, so I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure the gift giving part's optional. It is. Um, but it doesn't feel optional because the gifts so, can't be purchased at Walmart. I'm just saying <laughs> it's a whole, right, it's, it's a whole other movie. Yes. But in business, there's the same thing, right? There are some things that are not optional and how do you manage that? So one of the, the, I'm just going to say one of the whininesses that I hear in my coaching practice from time to time is I hate marketing. I love what I do. I'm so great at it, but I hate marketing. And so I choose not to participate in it. Um, this is not exactly something that works very well if you have an entrepreneurial spirit. So can we talk a little bit about that, Allegra? Because if you're not a marketer, you probably hate it. I hate it. But how are ways to get over the fact that you hate it? And sometimes you got to do some of the things that are not so fun to participate in. So at the risk of sounding a little New Jersey, so... So what? I mean, how is that even relevant? So, and I'm being all, you know, blithe right here, but you know, I'm being serious and I'm not serious. So let's just look at that for a moment. Why do you hate marketing? Probably because you have been marketed to poorly, right? Mm -hmm. So we, there's that old adage from like advertising 101. People hate to be sold, but they love to buy. Right. But I think People have different ideas about what marketing means. So I don't hate marketing. There are aspects of marketing where I am not as strong as others. And there are Mm -hmm. some channels of marketing that I love, love, love. Like audio. I'll podcast all day long. If you wanted me to talk about hockey, which I know nothing about, if you throw a microphone in front of me, I'm going to do what I can for the next 30 minutes or so, right? But like video, not as much. Now, it doesn't mean I hate video. I just always thought that that was for other people to do. But uh, Yeah, but now that you're on your first blab, we're changing all that forget for you. Forget that. Starting about six months ago, I started working with a client who lives, breathes, dies by video. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. He puts everything on video. And then all of a sudden, I was in some videos. And I was like, um, what? Okay, right? So I did a couple videos with him. And then I did more videos with him. And then I did more. And I was like, shut up. This guy, he is so sneaky. He has me doing videos. I said I wasn't going to do a video, right? Because I got to the point where, and I'm just going to call it like entrepreneurial maturity. I, Because he said to me one day, how come you're now doing videos? Because I suggested one to him the other day, and I thought he was going to faint. And he said, why are you now comfortable with video? when before you weren't interested. And I said, because it became apparent to me that people wanted it. So if what I have to offer, if my story is good (laughs) and it is, and I want people to hear it, I have to offer it in more than one method, right? So if I blog about it and I love writing, so if I write about it on my blog, that's great. And a lot of people might read it. But if 10 times more people would watch the video, 
How much of a business person am I really trying to be? How serious am I about being the person I'm, how serious am I about punching fear in the face and showing up if I won't do something that I know is important, right? So it's kind of like, I have a dear friend and she might even be on here. I can't see her, but if she's on here, um, grab your big girl panties because I'm about to talk about you. She has a great business idea and it's in the Christian space, but she doesn't want to charge any money. And I get that total servant heart. However, commerce is required in order for her to reach more people, do more stuff. Somebody has to pay some bills. So she will probably say that she hates marketing. I don't think she hates marketing. She just feels like marketing lessens what it is that she's trying to do. But it is not noble to keep your stuff hidden under a bushel. It is not noble not to be able to pay your hosting bill. It is not noble to know something that you know will change that person across the street's life, but not tell them. That is not noble. It is not good. It's not delicious. It's not chocolate. It is none of those things. (laughs) If you have something good to share, share it and share it so that the people who are looking for it can find it. Because part of the problem with marketing is there's so much crap being marketed extremely well. (laughs) So your good product that you're not marketing isn't being seen by people who are looking for it. But instead, they're seeing the fabulous marketing of the other person who doesn't have all that juicy stuff that you were going to bring. But they marketed it. So then the person got that. If that doesn't give you pause and make you think about marketing differently, I'm just going to give you a moment to think about it, right? No, I love that. And I love, you bring up so many points, right? There is, there's nothing noble about that. And be clear that, are you serious about this? Are you serious about your business? Are you willing to do that? Right. Um, Stacy says, I have to repeat to myself all the time. Marketing isn't pushing things on people. It's putting things people want in front of people so they can get it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And Chris says you're preaching to the choir right now. I love that. I think it's exactly true that we are afraid of it and I get it. Here's what I don't like about marketing is I still have to do it and it takes up time that I wish I could just be serving. So I understand your client that you were talking about, how she just wants to spend all of her time in the service part. Mm-hmm. I do too. Mm-hmm. Totally do. Mm-hmm. I want to get to a point where I have people that do all the marketing. Exactly. I'm going to have people. I'm going to be that girl. Because <laughs> uh, that would be so lovely because it would allow me to show up, speak, create, yes. and connect, and, and spend time coaching. Right. If I could do that, that would be awesome. But as you start a business specifically for the purposes of this series, a solo business mm-hmm. or a small business mm-hmm. with just a couple of people, you are the one woman or one man shop. You're the whole thing. And, and, and it is up to you to decide if you're serious about it. And I'm going to throw it down Allegra. If you, I mean, I know your podcast is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Those conversations are great. And then I can't wait to watch some of the videos that you've been creating. Mm-hmm. But when you start showing up over here on Blab, it's going to be addicting because you're going to have conversations with people live. In addition to that, this is going to be an issue. (laughs) I apologize in advance for sucking you into this web. It's not, Um, you know, I already own a plugin that like puts your blabs on your website and I haven't installed it. I'm like, okay, what the what? I knew it was coming. Sometimes you just have to be ready for the lesson. Yeah, I love it. Well, and I love that when you sign up for this, you're like, I'm in, (laughs) but I'm in like in December. (laughs) Coming. That was the first date. 
Exactly. Oh, no. I that was the first day that was available yes. by the time you saw it? Oh, yeah. That's funny. That's well, you know, I don't so, check my email several times a day like other people. I really believe that whole technology enables you to live your life on your own terms. I believe that. I signed up. I paid my dollar, so I didn't check quickly enough. And, you know, it's a hot ticket. So, yes, this was the first date, and I was glad to get it. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> well, Stacey says we're going to start a support group for Blabaholics who blame Jenny. I love that. I'm there. Because, <laughs> um, yes, it's, it's addictive. I love it. So I have another question for you, Allegra. Sure. Um, you shared a ton of tips already, but I want to make sure we get to your juiciest tip or two about how what you would tell an entrepreneur who's ready to level up sitting in that fear, but feels fueled. What are your tips for making that big leap? Okay. So I'm an entrepreneur and ready to take it to the next level. I'm ready to do some stuff that will make people say, shut up. That's what you're saying. But I'm a little bit fearful. So my first question would be, and this is a question that you should ask. You certainly don't need to say this out loud to us. What's the worst thing that can happen if you level up? Right? Because I'm always fascinated. If what's on the other side is good and delectable, then what keeps me from going to get it? Now, since I said delectable, it could be, oh, I think, you know, I have a lot of food allergies. Oh, I might be allergic or it has too many calories, whatever foolishness, right? <laughs> but if I look at what I think is on the other side that's not so great, then I can address that. Because fear, I said it like lives in the shadows, but it also lives in the fuzzy nebulous unknown, right? So um, I don't even have to know whether something... <laughs> is a problem for that to stop me. So I want you to give pause the real things that deserve pause, not the things that maybe don't. But the other thing is what's one piece of it that you can do? Because the other thing that I see a lot is I want to write a book. So if I haven't write, written a book by such and such a date, it's over. <laughs> like, Well, wow, that's a rather ninja approach. I salute your commitment to the time frame. But how about you have a chapter by such a, how about an outline? How about we start there? And I think women and strong entrepreneurial women, I don't know if they're guys here too. Sorry, I'm not excluding those without ovaries. But what I'm saying is we go big or stay home. The problem with that is that so many of us are staying home because we feel yes. like we couldn't go big. And I'm not suggesting that you go small. No. <laughs> what I'm saying is if you need to, you go big in baby steps, but you keep going and you keep stepping, right? So I break the big thing that I want to level up into bite-sized chunks. I would mm-hmm. figure out what fear am I really dealing with? Because the fear that you'll say first when you ask yourself, because I talk to myself in the morning. Now, um, I used to be in Mary Kay and I'd walk in the mirror every morning and be like, hello, gorgeous. It's not that kind of conversation. These conversations are in what way are you going to kick butt today? In what way are you going to matter? And sometimes if I'm talking to myself about something and I tell myself what an objection is or what an obstacle is, that was a lie, <laughs> right? That was the lowest hanging fruit thing that I thought I could say so I could move on to the next thought. But I don't let myself do that, right? I ask the next question because it's usually never the first objection. It's like the third or maybe the fourth one that's really giving me pause and I want to get to that. It's kind of like, so funny. I'm not hungry, but everything is food related. I saw this cookie. No, what is this thing? Uh, One of my friends sent it to me on Vox or the other. It's like a cake. It has like pies in it. Have you seen this ridiculous thing? I have. It's like the turducken, but for um, I think it's called a dessert. Pie. Girl, I don't know. I told you I don't eat out, but it's a cake, but it's like pies. And it fascinated me because you slice it and you think there could be anything in there, <laughs> right? 
So the easy answer is usually what happens with the first slice, but you have to actually open the cake up to find the three different pies to find out what the issue really is. But I would say the third thing, and your people know this, sometimes you need an outside ear. A lot of times you need. So I will absolutely say that I got it. And I talked to a lot of coaches, right? But I got out of my own way when I started working with someone consistently who'd call me on my crap. And call me on my crap because it's so funny because your um, your bio's always like, yeah, I'm not your typical. I'm not gentle and like in your face. And I think you're like one of the most loving people. So you, <laughs> thank you. There's a little um, iron in there, but it's like wrapped in like velvet, and um, it comes from a place where you're not just wrecking shop to wreck shop, right? Right. No. But a no, coach no, no, no. for me can't be the type who should go, oh, woo woo, you did the best you could because maybe I did it, right? And if yes. I didn't. If you're going to tell me I did when I didn't, sweetheart, you're not helping me. I'm not mad at you. You don't have to go home, but you have to go away from here because that's not going to help me be who I need to be. So if you have worked yourself on the breaking it into bite-sized chunks or worked yourself on, you think you've gotten all the obstacles clear and there's still something else there, you might need an objective. Now, a coach who's trained to do that is a great option. But if you're not ready to go to a coach, you don't know a coach, whatever that might be, then talk to someone who you pick on purpose. So don't like stumble into Starbucks and start spilling to the person who just happens to be at the next table. Right. But also don't, don't reach out to your yes person. Everybody well, knows their yes person. Mm-hmm. I had a, I have to or say no person, story. right? Cause suppose you're afraid you're no and you know the person who convinced you not to do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was looking through my friend's. I was, I was looking through my really close tight knit friends because before I reach out to an editor with a full manuscript of my book, I want to find somebody and ask if they'll take the time to look through my book and be just really real with me. Mm -hmm. I'm looking through my friends. My friends love me. I have wonderful, amazing people in my life, Mm -hmm. but I'm looking through it and I'm like, all of these people care a little too much about my feelings (laughs) for me to ask them to do this. You know what I mean? Like they, they just love it a little bit too much. So I was like, who is not afraid to hurt my feelings? And it was obvious to me, my wife, (laughs) Uh, Christopher saying, I'll read it too. Right. Um, yeah, my wife has no issue saying, yeah. And, and, you know, Christopher, I love you. And I want you to read it. Absolutely. Christopher is one of my best friends in the world. Um, but Christopher, you would be like, okay, Jenny, so let's, you know, talk about this section here. Meredith would be like, this is stupid. And I don't understand what you're talking about. (laughs) The hell is this? Right. You know, she will like two seconds. Yeah. And so for me, it's also about knowing, you know, when I need it and when it's time for Christopher to read it, I know where that's going to be in, in the series too, but knowing what you need at, at different points, mm-hmm. because sometimes you need people at different, um, at different points, mm-hmm. with, which are going to give you a different, different piece. Season. So the coaches work, it, the coach is important. Stacy said she had that coach that you were talking about the little, that, yes. n- that's nice dear mm-hmm. coach. That's and she said she fired her and then she hired me. Well, there's always something to be said for encouraging people. Cause I think I'm a professional encourager, but I think part of encouragement is you don't believe me when I tell you something good about you. If I looked right. to you when there was something that gave me pause. So if you ran across the street in your slippers in the middle of the night and I was like, Oh my gosh, that was so smart. Get that exercise in girl, bring that Fitbit up to 10. <laughs> right. <laughs> I might tell you, you can do this. What do you mean you can't ask your boss for a raise? Go in there. You don't even have to wear a powerful bra. You step in that room, you show your value, and you get your money. You're not going to believe me. 
because I told you that foolishness when you ran barefoot across the street was good, right? So it's about integrity as well. And I'm not saying the person who encourages your every step doesn't have a place, but for entrepreneurs, hey, it's real out there. (laughs) Right. I mean, one of the things that I, I said to my client this week, actually, she was like, I'm really upset that I didn't follow through because I feel like I've let you down, Coach Jenny. Mm. And I said really clearly, you haven't let me down. I mean, you paid me. Um, you let you down. That's much worse. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm good. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's that kind of wake up call that you're, you're, that's what you're doing, right? That's Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have a, an offbeat question that I just have to ask you, um, from the peanut gallery. Stacey wants to know when you're coming to California (laughs) so she can stalk you and have you make lunch with her. Wow, when am I coming to California? I don't know when I get enough invitations, I reckon. Oh, yes, you're in California now. Are you in San Fran? Where are you? I am in um, Los Angeles. Stacy's in San Diego. So we have to do the next Audacity mm-hmm. Camp here in California. Okay. Maybe that's what will draw you out I have a friend here. who lives in California. I'm trying to think. I think she tells me to fly into the San Francisco airport. And we've been lying. I say lying because we haven't gotten her done and we're get it done kind of chicks. We've been lying for about a year saying we were going to meet in the same place and haven't done it. So I am, I used to travel 80% of the time for work. So I'm not afraid of the airport. I'll travel, but you don't even have to stalk me. I would love to have lunch. We just have to eat somewhere where I can eat. I'm whole 30. Stacy says I can come too. So that's nice. And we could totally whole 30. Stacy's a, Stacy used to be a health coach. Oh, she she can you. oh my gosh. She's ready. For oh, you. you don't have to stalk me, girl. You should be worried about me stalking you. <laughs> That's a whole, that's a whole other blab. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's wrap this one up and open up the seats and go, you know, off record. That's when, you know, the hair comes down. It gets really ugly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but before we do, I want to know, Allegra, about your next big thing. And specifically, how can my community, the Audacity Lab, support you? Well, first of all, can I just say how much I love that question? Because so many oh, people um, don't think about that. So um, I am super excited because I'm getting ready to launch a workshop on December 28th. So it's so funny to me because I'm doing a webinar. I don't do webinars. Well, guess what? I do webinars now. So um, (laughs) it's all about, say it all together, class, punching fear in the throat. (laughs) So um, I have a quick guide that will come out to kind of prime people for the workshop. So if anybody um, wants to run and grab that, they can go to coachallegra.com slash ready dash punch dash fear as in ready to punch fear in the throat, but it's ready. Dash, oh, I could put it in here. I can't forget. I got you. Ready dash. Actually, what I is it? I told you the wrong URL. So let me just copy and paste. One moment, please. Still checking. Uh, yes, I think I lied. Okay. So there's that URL. There um, and you're going to get, so the whiz was on TV last week, right? And I don't watch mm-hmm. a lot of TV, but I am inspired by things pretty regular. And I was like, oh, remember the Wizard of Oz? Ooh, I have some great lead-ins for the workshop about what you can learn from the Wizard of Oz about fear and courage. I was like, shut up. So you're going to get that today. And then you'll get on, um, you'll get a notification when the webinar uh, launches on December 28th. So I'm very excited about that. So tell your friends and come awesome. and play with me on the webinar. I love that. And please share that in the audacity lab as well over mm-hmm. and ask for help and ask everybody to help spread the word. We have asked for help happening today. Oh, cool. Um, I so appreciate you now. If, if nobody knew you, because I feel like you're a best kept secret in my community, <laughs> very few people <laughs> know I about you. And now we're, I'm getting better though. 
it's okay. You don't have, you're not bad at it. We yeah. just don't hear from you that much. So they don't know you. That's so why I, say I'm bad um, at it. I haven't been holding out on you, Stacy. And here she is. Here she is. I brought her to you. This is why this is how amazing she is. Um, and I'm just so freaking proud to call you a colleague. Congratulations you. on your big leap forward this fall. I know, and jumping up, in right? It's such a different place than when we last. It's, I know it was audacious. That move. Quite audacious. Quite audacious. Okay, I'm out on this date. Bam. Tell people. I mean, I told follow people. through. I didn't tell all the people, right? That's another thing. Don't tell everybody. <laughs> tell the right people. Yeah. Tell the right thank people. You. I love it. Awesome. Well, we're going to go off the record and hang out with everybody. But Lego, thank you so freaking much. This was amazing. You're very, very welcome. Thanks for having me. Now you've been given permission to be more powerful and influence more people. If you've enjoyed this episode, please head over to AllegraSinclair.com slash iTunes and leave a review. It will help Allegra get the message out to more women that they can punch fear in the throat, show up, and tell their stories. We'll see you next time on the Allegrativity Powercast with Allegra Sinclair.